0: what is it about a woman being unapologetic about her dreams and her drive operating in excellence and having high standards that people find so intimidating don't wilt sis bloom with opulence anyway welcome to the crowned opulence podcast with me cassandra alexis i am a marketing strategist coach, and consultant, and the CEO of Opulent Outcomes Coaching and Consulting, but you can call me your Chief Empowerment Officer. On Sundays, we talk about the hard, messy, embarrassing, yet necessary things that we don't often talk about enough with each other as a Black woman. You know, those things we think we're the only ones experiencing, so we don't share them for fear of being judged just like you would at Sunday brunch with your girls. And yes, the mimosas are included on each episode. I'll let you in on a secret. You're not alone. We are our sister's keeper in the crowned opulent society. Then on Wednesdays, we'll talk business and goal crushing. I'll help you get the outcomes that you desire in life and business by showing you how to silence self-doubt, tune out the naysayers, Optimize your assets, own your opulence, and market your value. Sis, it's your time to be unapologetically opulent, and we're here for you. Let's get to it. Hey, lady. Last week, we talked about the difference between sales and marketing and the importance of having both as part of your business as an entrepreneur. I mentioned that in this week's episode, I would share with you the six key things that you should have included as part of your marketing strategy. I call this my six-prong approach. This is what I work with my clients over 12 weeks to build out for their businesses to help them launch. Today, I am sharing them with you. I believe that everything you do in life should start with a purpose. When you don't know why you are doing something, it is really easy to get off track, run down the rabbit holes, doing things that don't align to your overall objective. In one of my favorite business books, Start With Why, Simon Sinek provides example after example of major corporations and the impact that their why and staying true to it has on their business success or failure. Sit for a second and think of some of the decisions that you have made in your own life, big or small, and why you actually made the choices that you did. This can be as simple as the shoes that you buy to as big of a decision as taking a particular job. You may surprise yourself at the number of times that you made a decision without really knowing why you were making the choice that you did. You may be even more surprised at how many of those choices may not have aligned to your overall life objectives. As an entrepreneur, knowing your why, as with any business, is critical. Your why is what will get you out of bed in the morning to work on your business when life is throwing you curveballs. Your why is what will help you make important and tough decisions in your business to take action that you may normally be afraid to take. It doesn't make it any less scary, but it will give you the courage to push through that fear. Your why will help lead and direct you as you spend time, money, and resources. If it's not aligned to your why, which is what I call your purpose in my six-prong approach, then you shouldn't be doing it. It is this reason that the first prong is to define your purpose. Every one of the next prongs must align to this one. The second prong is your people. Many times businesses think about this later in the process. If you don't have in mind who you are building your business to serve, How do you even know that the product or service that you are creating meets their needs? When you are unable to deliver a product or service that meets the needs of the people you are selling to, they have no need for it and therefore don't buy it. This is your target audience. You may have heard the term avatar used lately in the entrepreneurial space. I personally prefer target audience more than avatar. And here's why. Oftentimes, business owners are encouraged to build their avatar so specifically to one person that they really are talking only to that one person and missing out on capturing a net that represents the group of people that you're looking to reach. I believe that target audience keeps front and center that it's a group of people that you are looking to reach versus a singular person. I am all for building a persona, which I have for my business which is a bit more of a tangible view, in my opinion, of whom your target audience is. You want to focus on the demographic and psychographics that make up the people that you are looking to reach, more so than the exact blog that they read or their favorite quote. I encourage you to do market research on your target audience and to find out from them what they want, the problems that they have. When you consistently produce products and services that meet their needs at a price that aligns to the value that they place on it, you are well on your way to building loyalty with your clients and customers. This leads us to the next prong, which is product. This includes services if you are in a service-based business. There are many things that go into your product beyond the tangible good and services that you provide. First, the product or service that you sell should align directly to the problem that your target audience has. Beyond that is your branding, the experience that they have when they engage with your brand and business. It's also your customer service. How many times have you decided to not shop at your favorite store because of poor customer service or said that you weren't going back because the bathrooms were gross? I know I have. All of these things go into your product and can make or break you. They play an important role in the next prong, which is price. If people pay for experiences, it would seem logical that when you pay certain prices, you expect the experience to follow. Could you imagine going into your favorite high-end store and the restrooms look and smell disgusting? Additionally, how much would you pay for a good night's sleep because the solution to your problem has been provided? More goes into pricing than just the number on the price tag. First, as an entrepreneur, when setting your price, make sure that you have incorporated your expenses. Otherwise, you are losing money. Secondly, is your pricing strategy. Have you ever noticed that some products are priced to, say, $997 or $999 or even $1,000? Psychologically, $997 seems easier to spend than $1,000. When setting your prices, you want to make sure that what you are charging matches the value that your target audience places on it. If you are charging more than the value the target audience has assigned to it, they won't pay for it. It won't be worth it to them. It can be a great product. You can provide them with a great experience. It can solve their problem, and yet it will just be sitting there. I use the word value versus afford for a reason. We have all seen people with the latest Jordans, bundles that cost hundreds of dollars, or they stay in the Louis Vuitton store buying bags, yet their bills aren't paid or are always borrowing money from you. People will find a way to pay for things that they value. Also, as a rule of thumb, people tend to gravitate more to the products and services that are priced in the middle. Most people don't want to be viewed as cheap or excessive. So often they tend not to pick the most expensive item or the cheapest. This leads to the fifth prong, which is place. This is simply where you sell your products and services. You know the saying, location, location, location. If you make people jump through hoops to get to your products or services, they are less likely to purchase them. If it's placed too high on the shelf and they can't reach it, they'll buy something else instead. That's why prime real estate in a store is in the middle shelf. You want what you are selling to be right in their face. The same applies to online. The more you make people scroll, the more likely you are to lose them. A rule of thumb is to place your items that you really want people to see above the fold. Place can also include product placement. For example, have you ever noticed certain brands shown in movies, especially summer blockbusters? They are getting their products front and center on a bunch of eyeballs. This is done strategically. You want to be mindful if you are offering your products in locations that you don't control because the experience that the customer has with that brand has the potential to impact your brand. You see this with celebrities. When they do something crazy, they often lose their endorsement deals. Or seeing brands removed from stores when news hits of an activity that doesn't align to the brand is reported. The last prong is promotion. This is where many people tend to want to focus, especially on social media, but it is last for a reason. It is very important as it is how you communicate about your product or service. If you don't communicate about your offering, no one will know about it. However, the previous steps help to ensure that what you are communicating is being communicated correctly and with the right group of people. That is why promotion should be worked through after you have figured out the previous listed prongs. Social media is a huge area of focus for promoting businesses, which makes absolute sense. Approximately 3.6 billion people use social media, and this number is expected to grow to 4.41 billion by 2025, according to an article on SproutSocial.com. 36 Essential Social Media Marketing Statistics to Know for 2021. While social media is great, there are some fundamental limitations. The first being that while you control the content that is shared for the most part, you make a post and it goes out. But did you know that a very small percentage of your followers even see your post? Approximately 6%. The second is we all know someone's account that has been hacked, or ended up in social media jail. If this happens to you as your business, all your access to your potential clients and customers or current clients and customers is taken away with no way for you to reach them or them to reach you. You have to be on social media as an entrepreneur, but you don't have to put all of your eggs into one basket. A lot of focus is placed on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Also, don't underestimate the value of Clubhouse, Pinterest, YouTube, and LinkedIn, especially. A lot of people aren't using LinkedIn, which is growing in popularity beyond job searches and keeping up with old coworkers. It is a great platform to promote your business and reach new clients and customers. In addition, there are many ways that you can promote your product or service beyond social media. For example, email content, which you can use in your emails as repurposed content, and ads. Also, never underestimate the value of an up-to-date, optimized website. Depending on who your target audience is, many won't even consider you a legitimate business without a website. These are just a few ways that you can promote your products and services. Ultimately, where and how you promote should be based on your target audience and where it is that they are to receive your communication. These are some high-level tips to help you think through some of the components of your marketing strategy. For more tips on marketing strategies, download the free guide, The Six Things Your Marketing Strategy Needs, in the show notes. Also, see the show notes to book a complimentary discovery consultation with me to help you determine how to get the opulent outcomes that you desire for your business. I'll see you next week. Thank you so much for joining this week's conversation on the Crowned Opulence Podcast. I hope you heard something that inspired you, made you laugh, or simply helped you to feel like you weren't alone in this thing called adulting. If you like the show, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much to me, and it helps the show. To continue this conversation, connect with us on the Crowned Opulence IG and Facebook pages. If you would like to have your favorite mimosa featured as part of the Mimosa of the Week, submit your recipe on crownedopulencepodcast.com. and while you're there, Tell me what you would like to talk about on upcoming episodes. Ladies, do something this week to polish another queen's crown. You aren't everyone's glass of champagne and everyone isn't yours. Only those select few are privileged to enjoy you. See you next week.